it's like winter is here now. You know, and it's not that I wasn't expecting winter to be here, but damn, like it's springtime and you decide to fall. Uh, walk outside. I might okay. Why those come out of snow? Yeah, it's like um. I don't. I didn't even expect the the holidays. The holidays wasn't even that. No, nope. Christmas wasn't even. Nope. That snowy, and now it's like let it snow. Let, let it snow. snow. Yeah, the fucking snow was covering my boots, and I mean that is what it's supposed to do. <laughs> but I'm just saying, in this way, there's just more snow that's becoming very annoying. Yeah. And I think for me, I never enjoyed winter. I've never, winter has never been one of my, my favorite seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think I have a different appreciation for the snow this time around because of fucking climate change. But I'm not a fan of this weather. <laughs> the way you're shaking your head. I'm, I'm really not. I feel like, um, what is this? <laughs> you know, if I could choose a climate to live in for the rest of my life, it would have to have a good balance. You know, the, the Isley Brothers had a song called Summer Breeze. And they talk about Summer Breeze makes them feel fine and blowing through the jasmine in my mind. You know, for me, I think that it is spring breeze. Yes. You know, a 75 with a little breeze. Not Ooh. a strong wind. Ooh. A little light wind yes. with the sun Ooh. shining. Feeling like a diamond in the back, sun rooftop, digging in the scene on the gangster lane. Woo, woo. You know? Yes. Yeah, I could have dealt without the gangster white boy lyric, but <laughs> nevertheless, that is uh, what I've been been thinking about. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I thought the same thing when I opened the door this morning. When we headed out, I said, "What? What? Like where? <laughs> where did this come from?" <laughs> Right, like what is going on? You see how I look when I came out? Yeah, it was you like, didn't see my face. You looked y'all, down. Y'all, y'all I saw me. you look down, and I said, "Oh, she must be appalled." I I was. I said, "What is going on?" You know what really made me appalled? <laughs> the way mom got in the car, on top of a <laughs> a mountain of snow, a yeah. mountain of snow. I said, "This is just." I, did you see how she's getting the car? He was like, "Yeah, I'm just really disturbed." I'm like, "I just." <laughs> Walking outside with all the them papers in your hand, you I, can't be having. This is this is the type of snow where if you if paper drop in that snow, it's good luck finding it. No good luck reading it. Yeah, it's a wrap. All the ink gonna be smudged, smudged, and everything. Every no. damn spring, when that snow melt, keys, money, people's wallets, anything that was lost and buried under the snow, oh, it gets revealed. It gets revealed. I remember back in the day, um, in Arondacoit Plaza, mm. it used to snow snow so bad that there was a part of the plaza that was reserved for, for snow. huge snow mm-hmm, piles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in some winters, that damn snow would be taller damn near than the Arondacoit Plaza sign. Mountains well, of snow. Just think about trying to drive around that. That's a blind spot because you can't see around Yeah. It. Child, listen. So, our last episode, which was things we wish we knew. Mm -hmm. We talked about some of the things that we wish we knew navigating our upbringing. Mm -hmm. 
and I think it was pretty entertaining because <laughs> you know we were we were honest mm-hmm. some of the things were uncomfortable to share but nonetheless they were very true and I was thinking about um someone had asked me a question about bro black bougie's history and where it came from and I was like well I was blogging for a minute I've been blogging for for quite some time um, and that journey, of course, started with me just being in grade school. But when I think about what Broke Black Bougie's purpose was, is I wanted to create a brand, create a brand that spoke to not sweeping shit under the rug as we do so often within our community. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an opportunity to write and be comfortable and free in the things that I wanted to navigate through. Um, and you know, as I've said before, uh, I think that this year we've really bought it back, you know, the root of those type of conversations. And today, um, it's going to be a heavy conversation overviewing a black woman's story of being a hero but also navigating things that she did not want to be swept under under the rug, right? Right. Um, and as a trigger warning to those who will be tapping into today's conversation, we're going to be talking about sexual abuse, um, child abuse, child molestation. Um, and if you are not ready for those topics, I really would advise y'all to tap out and we can circle back to, you know, being in community with each other in the next episode. But today in our politicking segment, we're going to be focusing on a day camp care owner who says she shot her husband accused of child molestation in a moment of rage. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with this story, Shantari Weems um, came into headlines perhaps... Mm, when we came across the story, it was probably like last year, right? Maybe last year or so, I think I, I heard of this story. And it, her story has resurfaced because she got an exclusive interview where she spoke out about why she shot her husband and what um, that journey has meant for her as she's navigating a four-year sentence for shooting his ass. Um, so we're going to unpack that today in a politicking segment, talking about, uh, what she was charged with, what the judge said, and most importantly, how we think about, um, these stories surrounding child molestation within the black community and holding predators responsible. So with that being said, I want to welcome you all to another episode of the Broke Black Bougie podcast where we create candid conversations for young black women, for black women in general, okay? And it's relatable because we've all been there. We've been happy to make it on less than our worth. We do it while setting trends, spreading black assness, and ultimately busting our tails to live our best life. Are you ready to head into the politics segment? Let's tap in. I'm going to give y'all another warning that we are jumping directly into this episode. And if you cannot stay in community with us throughout this conversation, we'll talk to y'all soon. Let's get into it.
for those of you who may be unfamiliar with this story, Toya is going to read the article that was published by WUSA 9, which is a CBS station um, based in Washington. Or is it based in Washington? It says the article was yeah, in Washington. Washington. So yeah. let's just get into it. So, then Terry Weems viewed herself as a woman on a crusade to save children. Her husband, James Weems, was her partner on that mission. But when Santeri Weems learned her husband was accused of molesting children at the daycare she owned in Baltimore, she shot him twice in a swanky D.C. hotel room. Now, she's speaking out for the first time since a judge surprised both the defense and prosecutors by sentencing her to four years in jail. I snapped. Santeri Weems said in an interview inside D.C.'s correctional treatment facility, Santeri Weems says... While she's not a violent person, hearing from a parent at her daycare that the man she trusted most in the world had allegedly abused children caused her to break down. On July 21st, 2022, she headed to what was then the Mediterranean Oriental Hotel in Southwest DC to confront her husband. He left the hotel in the ambulance with two bullet holes in his body and she left in a police car. Six and a half months later, a D.C. judge told Santeri Weems she had no right to take the law into her own hands. Her supporters were stunned when Superior Judge Michael O'Keefe slapped her with a four-year sentence, twice what prosecutors recommended in a plea deal on charges of aggravated assault and carrying a pistol without a license. I was emotional, she said for her reaction to the sentence. The 50-year-old correctional officer said she's relying on the help of other women behind bars with her and thinking ahead to what she'll do when she gets out of prison. Despite my surroundings, I'm doing okay, Santiri Weems said. I have a lot of supporters and people who uplift me and help me survive. The internet has been filled with support of her under the hashtag FreeSantiri. Many see her as a kind of avenging angel seeking justice for horrible crimes against children. Prosecutors have charged James Weems, a retired police officer, with 33 counts of rape and child sex crimes. He's awaiting trial. And his lawyer, Thomas Pulfaniak, is declining to comment to reporters. During sentencing, Judge O'Keefe said Santiri Weems' attack on her husband was premeditated, not spontaneous. Assistant U.S. Attorney LaFader Massey Banks said police had told her days earlier that they were investigating her husband and that they shut down the, the daycare, Little Kids Castle, while they looked into the allegations of sexual child abuse. But Santiri Weems says police were very vague about the allegations and who was under investigation. The only person I had to find out, excuse me, the only person I had to find out information from was my husband, she said, and he kept saying he didn't do it. I did believe him. But then the mother of a child she loved and cared for for years said they had to talk. I saw the pain in her face and I knew she was not lying, Santiri Weems said. She finally said it was, her, it was my husband. Santiri Weems described that moment at, as the moment she broke. I felt the blood had just drained out of my body because it was my husband, she said, her eyes glistening with tears. He was supposed to help me protect these children. He always told me he was my protector. So when I heard this, I just felt like I just felt like my world had ended. 
hearing the allegations against Weems, she said, was a betrayal of her trust. And it forced her to confront what she viewed as her own failure. We are both supposed to be on this crusade of saving children. And child molestation is something that we had talked about all the time. How horrible it was. I think about that child all the time. I think about all the children all the time. She took her first drink in 20 years and according to prosecutors, text her business partner, I'm going to kill him and then myself. She then drove to the hotel and angrily confronted him. I snapped. I am not a violent person, she said. She insists the argument spiraled out of control inside a motel room. The situation was kind of like a fire, Santiri said. He was fuel, I was fuel. We poured fuel on that fire. We just got into an argument, fussing, and one thing led to another. The first shot was in the neck and the second was in the leg. She insisted she did not do it deliberately before firing that second shot. Judge O'Keefe suggested she was deliberately cruel, that she set out to cause devastating and life-threatening, life-altering injury, excuse me. But Santerian Weems denied that. She was confronted with a situation where a child that she had watched take their first steps, go to their first day of school, learn how to ride a bike, grow up in front of them. And she had this parent come to her and broke her whole world. Santeri's lawyer, Tony Garcia, said, and in a moment, she had a drink and confronted that person in just a moment. And to measure her by, I don't know, one minute, five minutes, 40 minutes out of her entire lifetime, to me, it's terrible. So signifying that she's good, to me, is terrible. Garcia said he was shocked, stunned, and angry when Judge O'Keefe doubled the sentence prosecutors had agreed to. Never have I been hit like that in trial without warning or without some sort of courtesy that the judge disagreed with the agreement between the parties, the lawyer said. If the judge had declined in advance to accept the terms of the plea agreement, Garcia said, they would likely have gone to trial and hoped a jury would have sympathized with Santeri. He has filed a motion against the judge to reconsider her four-year sentence. Santeri admitted she contemplated killing herself. I feel I let my family down, she said. I feel like I let those kids' families down. I feel like I just trusted the wrong person. When asked if she feels remorse, Santeri Weems said she's sorry for what she has done, but she's not going so far as to apologize to her husband. I will apologize when he apologized to those children. Santeri Weems filed for a divorce in February. She's been cooperating with investigators in the Baltimore County who have charged her husband with molesting four children, boys and girls, between the ages of 9 and 11. She hopes when she gets out of prison in about four years, she can start a non-profit to fight child abuse. I'm going to make a great batch of lemonade from these lemons I've been dealt, she said. Oh, Lord. Mm. That is a lot to take in. Um, when I first heard about this story last year, I said, well, what's it to you? I mean, she shot his ass. Mm -hmm. And are we really going to be outraged with this black woman who not only shot him because he's a predator, mm -hmm. but also being married to someone who is a predator and she trusted him mm -hmm. and she, they're, they're in a marriage together, right? And so to be violated in such... And, and that that much of a way to violate children, innocent babies who you were meant to protect. Um, I don't think Shantari is wrong. 
I don't think she's wrong. I don't think she's wrong either. And at first she said she believed him. Which is what typically most people do. They mm-hmm. but they believe folks. Well, you know, if I trust you, I'm, I'm going to believe you. Right. Right? Um, but I think this is so telling that it doesn't matter the type of industry someone works in, how ethical of a person they are with the people that they interact with, their relationship with people outside of their immediate family or, or you know, vice versa, um, how many accolades they have, um... Uh, who they are, right? What they represent. A predator is a predator. And oftentimes we see far too often children who are being violated and un- being unprotected mm-hmm. and having to to hold on to this, this lifelong trauma um, because of predators. And... When I first heard about it, I said, they not going to throw the books at her. There's no reason for them to. But the fact that she got hit with four years, I'm disgusted. Because we can't sit here and say that. And let me look up this judge before I say what I'm about to say. <laughs> before I say what I'm about to say, let me look up this judge. Um, black women... In the carceral system, and always have it hard, right? We're more likely to get charged for certain crimes. We're more likely to have a heightened um, sentence in comparison to other racial groups. And so I'm not surprised she got hit hard. But once again, it's black women trying to protect people. And because we choose to do so, we get reprimanded for it. Like, what type of shit is that? I just don't think that the four years... Um, is necessary. Not leaning into it. That's just that's just how I feel. How do you receive that article? I'm disgusted. Um, to know that somebody who you lay up with every single night, y'all have discussions about different things that's going on in the world. You know, within a union, within a marriage, mm-hmm. and to know that the man that you trusted, that you put your all into has done the unthinkable in your eyes in in a lot of people's eyes let's put it that way you know um to give her double the sentence what was not discussed with her attorneys like that attorney uh mr garcia said like that that was a, that, that that was a shock to them mm-hmm. like you know that's not what we discussed and if that was the case you could have went to a jury you know uh uh uh, 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 uh to hit, let them hear the story and yet sympathize with her right as to why she made that move for you to say that it was premeditated come on bro really how was that premeditated when mm-hmm. she just found out that somebody who she trusted who she thought was was telling her the truth and had to hear from the child's mouth herself that sh- that he he or she was harmed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i'm disgusted and like you said when it comes to black people period the sentencing is outrageous when it comes to our other counterparts that can be doing the same as that crimes and get charged with a lesser sentence. So her in our eyes, she is a hero because those two bullet shots that he got, that man is, thank God he, he, he probably thinking God that he's still breathing. You hear what I'm saying? But at the same period of time, 
that um, situation will forever live in his mind. But what he has done to those children will forever be internally damaging for them. Where they have to receive healing. It's the fact that she got time at all. I don't give a damn about the pistol situation. I honestly don't. You know, I, I, you, you, and, and the fact that they are both formal cops, I ain't even going to get into that conversation because none of such, none you such, already know how I feel about how I feel about that situation. You know, I'm going to say it like that. We just going to set a setter. That's what we're just going to say. But talking about the situation in itself, the fact that she got time, like, like, is it that we pick and choose when we want to be revolutionary? Clearly. You know, you're trying to punish somebody. Oh, it was premeditated. You would be sitting on some shit, too. If your wife, if your husband, you know, if your partner, period, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deal, dealt with some shit where they violated and were a predator to children. And the fact that there are four babies in question in different instances, 33 counts. That's a lot. That is disgusting. So there were instances where you were doing shit that was just completely... That you, you can't justify it. No. Where, when these things happen with those babies, you know, the stories that their parents have to live with, the fact that this is at a daycare, it's just like, come on, you're, you're meant to take care of these kids when their parents are unable to share space and be in community with them. Basically. Parents got work. They're trusting you to take this care of their organization kids to make sure that their kids are looked after while they're doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to know that I, I can only imagine what there's what, what those parents are feeling, mm-hmm. you know, possibly feeling like I, 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 I left my child here and yet not realizing that they were abuse in this in, in, in this way by people, not excuse me, by, by the person that we trusted. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And yet I could understand with Miss Wilms that she's like, you know, I I trusted the wrong person. You could only imagine what she was going through before that situation took place, you know? Like, I trusted this nigga, you know? And yet, us having discussions about things to this magnitude, that is disgusting. That is, that is like, you know, why would somebody want to do that to a child? You know what I'm saying? So, to listen to what he was... Um, what he's being um, charged with, 33 counts, my guy. What the fuck? Like, like really? Mm. And these are, the, these, are, these are four that we know about, okay? Right. There could Who's be the, so, there many, could, there more could be so many more stories and kids who have not said anything. And being, because they, they, they obviously don't want to talk about it or they're uncomfortable discussing it. You never know what, it's, what, what, what these children are going through. And my heart really goes out to these babies because this is trauma that will forever live with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, the parents, you know, having to be able to maneuver with this with their babies and yet getting them the help that they may need when it comes down to you know I'm just 
I'm I'm like at a loss for words with that. You know what I'm saying? It's also the way that they're they're trying to humanize her husband. Yeah, a retired police officer. What is that supposed to mean? It's is irrelevant. That, is that supposed I don't to give a sa- safety. I don't give a fuck. He because was a re- I don't. I don't give a fuck. He was a retired police department. The police officer. I don't give a fuck. He was a retired doctor. I don't give a fuck. He was a retired priest. At the end, at the end of the, of the day, day, you did something mm-hmm. to a child, my guy. Mm-hmm. In like it's. It's weird. It's it's like what are you telling us? You know, this this man has he's awaiting trial. Throw his ass to the wolves. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. Because Seriously. Think about I think the most heart-wrenching thing in this is when Shantiri said I want to kill him and essentially myself. Because the person she married, Mm -hmm. the person she trusted, the person she chose to do life with, Mm -hmm. did something that you can't come back from. Did something that is completely irreconcilable for me, Mm -hmm. if I'm pronouncing the word correctly, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And because of oftentimes when these things happen... Because of her relationship and proximity to him, she can be looked at as an abuser. You know, she oftentimes what we see is people, it's like, oh, nah, y'all in cahoots. This is y'all shit. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that she went against him, Mm -hmm. which oftentimes, I'm not going to say we don't see oftentimes, but people be wanting to stick beside bullshit Mm -hmm. and said, this ain't right. And I'm not, I cannot do this. This is why there is a free Shantiri movement. I think with her saying that she wanted to kill herself, I think that was a way of her feeling like, I am guilty for trusting this man with my my Mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. You know? And I feel like she, you know, of course, having taken the drink in 20 years... And you take it a drink. Uh, this, would, of course, this would spark a depression. Of course, it would spark something deeply depressed. Yeah, of course. I think this Twitter user said it best. I want to go through some of the tweets that people said because all I'm seeing is free, 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 free. Yes. Um, but there are three tweets that I want to want us to unpack. The first one is by at spicy to sriracha. <laughs> um, thirty three counts. He's been charged with thirty three counts of child rape. And they gave her double the sentence that prosecutors recommended. This is straight bullshit. Her husband is an animal and she's being punished for protecting children. She's also being punished because she's a black woman. Of course. And we cannot separate those two things. No, we cannot. Like, Shantiri is being punished not only because she's choosing to show up and because of the action that she did. Mm -hmm. But it was like, she's a black woman. And, oh, there's no way we could let her get away with this and and, and be a hero. Because she did something that was... (gasps) You know, before years, they acted as if her act was so reprehensible. Was worse than what he but, did. But like, it's like my nigga, thirty three counts of child rape. Niggas get shot every day, b. <laughs> like my nigga, that is how I feel. Man, cut the fuck up out of here. With Niggas that. get shot every day, b. I don't have no remorse for him. And you're right. And to see her emotion in the interview when she said, "I will apologize," when he apologized to those kids, she ain't gonna apologize. She, no, she, she no, she's not. She don't need to. She don't need to. Mm. 
another person at no IG W I S underscore underscore hashtag free Shantiri. She shot her husband for molesting children at her daycare. Mm-mm-mm. You really don't be knowing who motherfuckers is when you truly think you do. And that's true because a predator has no look, no face, no aesthetic, no that. A nope. predator could be the person you sleep next to. Yeah. It can be you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it can be the people you're in community with. Yep. It's family members, it's yep. friends, it's mentors. You never know. It's and strangers. It, it, it's the ones who, and, and, I, and I'm not being funny when I say this, mm-hmm. who you trust the most. Uh-huh. And she trusts, and that was her husband. Her husband. To think they're having discussions about this. Knowing like, you know, we're, we're out here saving these children, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. But yet... Not realizing this nigga is fucking kryptonite right next to her. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Like, you never know people. And I'm wondering, too, like, do they have children of their own? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you're thinking, like, my nigga, like, if we got kids, like, I'm thinking not only you harming these children, but my motherfucker, have you tried to been harming or looking at our children in a uh-huh. way that you don't want to harm them? Mm-hmm. Yo, I see why the fuck she snapped. But those were her babies, like she said. They were her babies. It was her babies. Just like at any daycare, when you take care of kids, like I said, parents go through a lot. Daycare yes. is super expensive yes. nowadays. Yes. You know, um, and you're taking care of, of children. You're um, making sure that they're um, being nurtured. Mm-hmm. When they don't have their people to be in community with them for that time period. Mm -hmm. You got some people who do daycare after hours for folks. Mm -hmm. You got some people who do daycare um, during the day. It's an essential thing. And this is not only with just children, but also adults too. There's adults daycare for for elder folks who... um, need support yeah. or you know they need to interact with other people mm-hmm. or uh they they have to be watched or, or or need to be you know uh monitored 24 whatever there are places that do that in right. some places they integrate both adult daycare and child daycare right and these are very essential things but there are some people who don't even trust bringing their children and loved ones into spaces because uh, of stories, like, stories this, like, this. like this. When you hear about the things that is now coming out, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to talk to those babies to be brave enough to discuss about what took place with them because it's not a comfortable conversation. It really isn't. It's not. It, and, oh my God. This brings me to the third t- tweet, right? By at IDXRX underscore xvx once again free shantiri on a side note this is such a scary thing like trusting someone and they're actually dangerous behind you it's so scary because it can be anyone anyone regardless of your fucking title regardless of your title it does not and that's the thing regardless of your title the media has always been super problematic Mm -hmm. like Oh, we're going to, for instance, we see this oftentimes when there are black victims, um, black victims by, uh, who are killed by police. 
we see images that are positioned of them that dehumanize them and don't humanize them, mm-hmm. right? And when somebody is white or, you know, they die or, you know, they're they're dealing with a crime, they're humanized in a way that feeds into right privilege and white supremacy and, and, white supremacy and the narrative that yes. that goes on you know uh, there's a there's been a whole movement behind that for for such a long time um think about why it was necessary for you to tell me that he was a retired cop i can care less why about the that. fuck once again why the fuck would i care i care less about that he still committed a crime shantiri shouldn't be in jail at i all. know this is the court of public opinion at this point but she should not be in jail no and you took it to your own hands. You tried to create harm. Was her harm worse than him touching those babies? And I also think about I too, think you're sick, it, Judge. <laughs> Thank you, because I was about to say this. My nigga, if that was your child, and knowing that your significant other was doing unimaginable things to, the, to these children mm-hmm. with, with, within y'all care, mm-hmm. what would you do? It's the... You tried to you you tried to create harm. And then premeditated. No, my nigga, that was spontaneous. At this moment, I'm not fucking thinking straight. You, the damage that you have caused is not going to touch the bullet that I put in your neck and your knee. Right, niggas get shot every every day. Be every day. Okay, you just was the one that was shot on this day. (laughs) Okay, so it's like my nigga, like y'all, that making her look like she's the fucking biggest bad wolf here, and she's not. But that's, see, that's, again, criminalizing those who are victims. Criminalizing see, those who are black. black criminalizing she, blackness, basically. No, criminalizing black womanhood. You know, I think this is a very important story in our community because there have been instances in our community where we've seen children be harmed mm-hmm. and families still befriend the predator. Yeah. Because the, the predator is a family member, yeah. a, a cousin. Oh, that's still your cousin. Doesn't that's matter. still your brother. That's and still like your, you said, your titles auntie. don't mean shit. That, yeah, the titles don't mean shit. Mean shit if, I can give a fuck about harm. somebody being my uncle. I can give a fuck about somebody being my aunt. I don't care who the case may be. Yeah, you're sweeping things under the rug as if this is nor- this should be normalized and it shouldn't be. It's not. I am mind-fucked, but not really mind-fucked because I understand why Shantiri received the the love and support the, that she's getting right now. No, received the oh, sentence oh, that oh. she received. I understand it because it's anti blackness. Well, we it's that. criminalizing black black yeah. women. And you know, the way that we show show up. It's not lost on me that Shantiri is not a small black woman, right? And so like you're what what are you gonna do to her husband? That's what I wanna know. She filed for divorce, honor that. Irreconcilable differences. Separated, divorced, okay? But you saw what they said too, though. He goes into the ambulance, get to the hospital, she going into a police car. Mm, interesting. So this nigga not even in jail right now. It is... You know... He out here healing his fucking wounds. Yeah, healing his wounds... When he need to be one big ass moon, if if you ask me, you know, respectfully, disrespectfully, I just don't, I just don't understand why, why, why she's in, in here, but I do understand and black women, 
you know, one of the things that we always talk about is how we often have to protect ourselves Mm -hmm. and how we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and how we show up to protect other people. Mm -hmm. And if Shantiri knew before all of this had occurred, this man could be dead by now. Yeah. The fact that she showed up and when you hear something like this by, about your husband, it's like she gave grace. And then she said, nah, something not right. Mm-hmm. Being still so graceful, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't believe Shantiri deserves this. No. And even the lawyer being like, I've never had to endure this. Like, this is this is something that is such a surprise. It's, it's ridiculous. It speaks to you want you want to humble somebody. Because she was going to get in that ass. You you want to humble a black woman so bad that you don't even understand how this just... That shows you where you stand at. How you look at how black. How this reflects. So you how, you look at, how, how you look predator. at black. How you look at black. Black womanhood. Because the predator in this case is a black man. And they're being very gentle with him. I don't know why. The conversations, the and way she's being punished. They're making this nigga look out to be the fucking victim. And those babies are the true are victims. The victims. They are the true victims. How dare you ask this woman, would she forgive him? Oh, because the history that we've constantly seen is a sense of being gullible in love. Oftentimes, when people do wrong, still loving them mm-hmm. and having the acceptance of that, mm-hmm. you know, that's not who this woman is. Why would I? Them babies are what matter. When you see her talk about those kids mm-hmm. and her spirit, her spirit mm-hmm. about those babies, each and every one of those kids were her own. Yes, she may not have been given. She may not given birth. Given birth to them, mm-hmm. but those babies were her own. They were their, they, their, their children. Yeah, they were their children. Right. And when they're in their care, they're making sure that they're doing the best possible they can for these babies. You're protecting their lives. But yet, that's not what her husband was doing. Mm-mm. Whatever is sick and fucking twisted shit that he was thinking about to do to these babies and whoever other child that was harmed in his care. As a, you know, I don't know, you know, there, if there will be any more interviews with her but yet mm-hmm. to uh, to know like what she may feels as of right now and yet knowing that that I trusted you I trusted you and this is what you do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying what the fuck were you thinking my guy what were you thinking now those babies the trauma that they have to deal with for the rest of, for the their, rest life. of their life you don't know what damage you've done and think about their future think about how they may look at daycare or things that serve children you know for the rest of their life they may be painted with there is no safe place for children no not even that when it comes to you know when they interact with you know when they first relationships Mm -hmm. you know whatever that may however that may look in their eyes because of the trauma they've experienced that harm that harm that harm state listen shapes every 
every avenue move. of your life. Every move. From your childhood yes. into your young adulthood mm-hmm. years. And my thoughts and prayers, and I know that this is just like, they need more than thoughts and prayers. Of course they do. But it is really with those children and their 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 families. And for those who may have also been harmed mm-hmm. by this man mm-hmm. and those who don't want to speak up, those who are fearful, those are all of these things. My heart goes out to them as well. Oh, yes. Because oftentimes when there are instances where there are so many different um, children who are harmed, Mm -hmm. there are also people who also may be harmed, other, other little kids that may be harmed, but may not want to speak up out of fear. Out of fear, or yet too, because... It is, it is truly uncomfortable to talk about. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. As a child to sit there and discuss about the things that you had to go through, mm-hmm. it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is truly hard. Yes. I, and when these things happen, it's so important to speak up. Mm-hmm. It's so important to speak up. Mm-hmm. Because this is how abuse continues to happen. Mm-hmm. And how things get swept under the rug. It's, Any final thoughts? I um I really hope that um she gets out. Or yes. a lesser sentence than what she's been serving. But I hope she really Her gets out. Her serving one day was enough. I hope she really gets she out. She don't need to be there. Um, because to me, you want to say our, you 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 want to say uh, the babies are the next generation to to be to be running you know uh, government or you know all this other stuff, but yet when somebody is really showing that in true form of a superwoman and making sure these babies are protected in the way that she knew how, it's a problem. Well, like you said, it's because of black womanhood. Black we say protect black women, but when it matters the most, we fail black women. And I think this is a, I think this is is a situation that reflects that. Um, Even when it comes to protecting black children, when it matters the most, we fail them. And this is an example of that too. But uh, wrapping up the politics segment, it is free Shantiri. Free Shantiri. lighter news um I want us to talk about like so what are some of the things that we've been watching made, made us go wait a minute I feel like every time wait a minute comes I've been like I ain't been watching mm, shit. nothing <laughs> you know I really have not been watching nothing but I got I think I got a little little thing that I want to share what have I been watching or what have you really saying wait a minute nothing I've been really sticking to like the old 90s Sitcoms, Living Single, Jimmy Fox, Martin. Which ones have you been prior? What have you been prioritizing? Jimmy Fox. Okay. What what you what you like about about Jamie? I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you what I like about it, but it ain't it ain't my wait a minute segment part. Go ahead, go ahead, chime in. I know where you're going with this. Um, 
Jamie is one of my favorite singers. Mm-hmm. And just his confidence as an artist, some like some of his raw moments as a singer, I love it. It's like anytime he sings, it puts me in, into a, a a space of like I'm I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> For real. I just love his sense. Like every time I think about the theme song, yes, that song, that's it. One of my favorite episodes um, of the Jamie Foxx so- show is um, when they try to sing uh, "Oldie but Goodie" when he sang um, "Slow Dance" mm-hmm. or, or "Slow Jam." Yeah. excuse me. Oh my God, his rendition. I will play that before I play the actual the actual slow jam. And I keep forgetting. I was like, Yo, Urshan made the original. Mm-mm. But I will play Jamie before I play. Anytime I'm about to play Usher and Monica, I gotta play Jamie. Cause ja- oh my god, Listen. like Monica and Usher killed it. Yes. But Jamie alone. Axis would you like? Ooh, that mother. She that quickly nigga cool. took my hand. I didn't say that. <laughs> but I love it though because Jamie throughout the throughout each season he was showing you his crazy talent like even when he was performing for uh, Jodeci not Jodeci Casey and Jojo excuse me and he was he came up there as Buster Rhymes <laughs> but they but Fancy was like no no you gotta hear him listen please kids guys he was through all the trouble give him a chance and when he sung that I was like, Jamie, but hit that note. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been stuck on Jamie's, Jamie's, um, from season one to season five. I've been on that every day almost. So that's my wait a minute moment. What about you? Mm. Um, for me, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot about Alfred Street Baptist Church. <laughs> and, um, I've been uh, tapped into listening to a lot of Dr. Wesley's servant sermons, and to uh, be to be quite uh, frank, to give the proper name of uh, Alpha Street Baptist Church. <laughs> um, oh. Now my computer tweaking. What's going on here? I feel like I'm trying to shut down. It is trying to shut down. It technically is on like, you know, 3%. But, um, yeah, I said it right. Uh, Pastor Dr. Wesley. There was a um, sermon that I watched. He, he did this, uh, uh, I, I, think it was, I think it was maybe a few months back. Mm. Um, but the sermon is in Judas. Mm. When I first saw... Um, or, or was able to listen to the sermon, um, it was at another church he mm-hmm. came to and did the sermon. And they did the what sermon. What did the pastor say? Event. He went to another church? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What did the pastor say? And then uh, I saw it again, and I watched it twice. And both times, the sermon is just really on point. I'm not going to say much. But if you, you know who, if you know who Judas is mm-hmm. <laughs> um Judas is known as the individual who portrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the sermon is to talk about how Judas shows up in all of our lives. 
in the purpose that sometimes even the uncomfortable relationships or the betrayals or the things that we navigate through in our lives, how it serves a purpose still to our story. Mm-hmm. How sometimes things that you don't need serve as an essential part of your growth. And don't come up here preaching. Not, not me preaching a word. Not me preaching the pastor. Gonna let what the pastor say? What? What? Grand, granddad. <laughs> what the pastor say? Yes, baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I tend to be someone who has... Um, even though our, our family's history is, is deeply rooted in the church, I've always tend to be someone who very much so has navigated church hurt mm-hmm. or instances within, um, the church. And I feel like this is something we could have an entire conversation and we will about dig in. and we will dig in. But for the purpose of this, I'll just say that, uh, the, the type of communities that I've been in within the church community has not been a safe space. Nor has it been a welcoming environment or very much so um, a comfortable one. Yeah. You know? And uh, after after the passing of Granddad and on YouTube, I, I, I said this before in another episode, but I'm saying it again because this is how good Pastor Dr. Wesley is. Okay? Um one of my friends randomly hit me with a sermon and said, I just wish mo- more people in the church thought like this. Boom. And dropped it. And it was an amazing sermon. And it was also a sermon that was very pro-black. And very much so talked about being black, being gay, and reading people for filth with their homophobia. homophobia. And I said, whoo, Testimony. Okay, (laughs) I thought it was beautiful. And so after watching that sermon, more things started to pop up on my uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it it always seems like it just pop up when I need to hear a little message about a little something. And, you know, I'm not too disconnected from understanding the messages that my ancestors are trying to tell me. So I feel like, you know, my granddad is a... Placing messages where they need to be placed. Where he know oh, you active on YouTube. Oh, I'm going give give baby girl a little bit something just for for to tap into. And he's probably laughing too. Probably laughing, <laughs> but it's received. So it's been really comforting to tap into watching those sermons. And if you ever get a chance, tap into it. It's a uh, in Judas in Judas. Is the <laughs> sermon? <laughs> listen, I can barely talk. We, listen, y'all know what we're trying to say. You know what we're trying to say when we're trying to say it. Um, what I will say though is, aside from that, I've been listening to really great audible books. Now, I'm someone who loves to read books, but I also like to listen to a lot. Um, of books, especially if they're, you know, it might be hard for me to sit down and, and open. I got books that I'm like, damn, did I, did I get, did I read this motherfucker? It, or did it read me? You know, anywho, um, who I got a book that I could jump into to this evening. I just thought about it. Okay. But anywho, um, this particular audible book, uh, it's called the narcissist playbook. Woo. Really dope, uh, thing that I've been tapping in and it made me go, wait a minute thinking about not only some of the relationship dynamics that I've encountered within my journey, um, but also 
dealing with different family members. It made me think about narcissism in a very different way. way. But it is a dope ass book. So that's what's been on mm. my wait a minute mm. list. Um, and hopefully I'm going to try to surf some. Oh, oh. No, no, no. I'll, I'll hold that for another wait a minute. <laughs> you got to. Tell me about that. Oh, 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 <laughs> Yo, if y'all don't know where we got that from, I'm going to just tell you really quickly. Um, A Low Down Dirty Shame. Okay? The first time I watched this, if we lose our love, it's a shame. I wouldn't want to live with the pain. Oh, it's a... Ain't <laughs> no, no reason. reason. <laughs> it's me to Alice. Shame. No, for real, but um, watching that movie, <laughs> Wrapped in Your Arms, is where I want to be. I wanna be. <laughs> that motherfucker was singing. What? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> if we lose our love. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Shame. All right, now, back to the movie. <laughs> In the movie, there's a part where... Jada is speaking to the sister at the time. Who does she play? Oh, I keep forgetting the character's name. Oh shoot! Um, but I know she's on the other end. Jada is talking to the that, sister. Is her, is her name Cookie? No, her name not Cookie in the movie. No, Jada's character is on the phone. Yes, and she is talking to the sister. It has to be the that's the sister's voice. Yeah, and by the sister, we're talking about. The young lady, I can't think of her name. I don't. Th- I think it's, I think it's the lady that was on the phone. I, I don't. I'll the, I think way. the lady on the phone is this this the, the Dam- Damon Wayne's sister. It can't be his sister. You don't think it was no. her? No. Look up. Look at. Look he it never, up. He never. Oh, I'm gonna do it right now. Look it up. Y'all bear with us. Low down, dirty shame. Okay. Just type in the sister's name. And low down dirty shame. So Jada's character was Peaches. Yes, Peaches. Talking about some cookie. I'm cookie. <laughs> Y'all didn't need to know that, but now you know. Nicknames. Um, I'm trying to look right now for Toya. Look up the sister's name and then look up low down dirty shame. I'm looking right now at the actual cast, bruh. She wasn't in the movie. She was on the phone. Okay, so how I'm putting this in the dog on search tab? Type in. Why is the sister's name blanking? Why am I blanking on the sister's name? Sister, I'm gonna say sister on the phone. No, Toy. Who's the sister of the Wayne's Bros? Oh, you talking about um? That was uh. It, it, it wasn't a sister playing that part, buddy. She was the one that was on the actual um store. She was on the phone with with, with uh, uh, Peaches. How do we know that? Because her sis, because his sister played the retail saleswoman in the store of the purses. She, yeah, but she could have played the retail salesperson in the. What is her name? What is the sister's name? We keep saying the sister's name. What is the sister's name? What is the Wayne? Kim Rose Wayne. Sister? Kim Wayne. Thank you. I was gonna say cat, and it's not cat. I'm like, why she keep saying sister? Okay. I'm like, Kim oh. Wayne. You don't believe Kim Wayne is on the end of the phone. You don't believe that the inflection of that woman's voice was Kim Wayne's. <laughs> we about to figure this out tonight because Kim Wayne's had to be the woman on the phone. Kim Wayne's woman on the phone low down dirty say, <gasps> when she you, you don't okay no because she played Toya what I'm telling you is 
Okay, I played in a low-budget film before. Ooh, go ahead and tell it. And as a Z-list actor, all right, there are moments where someone can play an actual character and also play as somebody on the phone or or, or, or um, another another character if they're not on screen. True. So even though she was Kim Wayne's in the stove, the person's voice on the phone sounded nope, like Kim nope, Wayne's. Nope, so she only played Diane. Okay. Diane, Diane, Diane. She only played as Diane in, in Low Down Dirty Shame. Okay, a Low Down Dirty Shame woman on... I need to figure out who's the woman on the phone. <laughs> Why are we on this? We stuck on this shit, bro. Dirty Shame woman on phone. I can't believe this shit. You damn right I'm about to look at who... who We're going to figure it out. It, it might it be a very long thing to go through. Okay. She is determined to figure out who the woman was on the but phone. But I am determined to figure out who was on the phone because it sounded like Kim's voice. It sounded like Kim's voice. So, okay. to bring it back to our little <gasps> moment, all right? When Peaches said she got hit by a big ass uh, truck. I thought it was truck. Or was it, was it bus? I thought it was a bus. A big ass <laughs> bus. The girl on the phone goes, ah! <laughs> and so that's what that moment. We do that a lot, but that that was that moment. Like subtle shit, bro. Like you got, we, we this is just too much. We know we just do too much. And if we 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 do too I much, and at the though. same time, not enough. But we do enough to make it on less than I'm like, when you kept saying you sister, I'm like, why she keep saying sister? sister? I'm like, oh, it's actual sister? She didn't play on the phone. She was the one that was in the store. Toya. I know. Think, I know. Don't I don't know. Because now you're going like, to have me watch the movie again just to hear we her We could voice. pull it up. We could pull up. That woman sound like Kim. It's not Karen. It's Kim. I said Kim. Oh, that's shit, Karen. No, it's because that's speech. I went to speech growing so up. Right? So, did I. Sound, so did I. Sh- so did I. So did I. So did I. You all right? You not alone. This now, now the intentional slurs like that's not really, you know. But <laughs> what do I? I'm just want. I just want them to know the difference between me stumbling over my words and me actually turning into my old man voice. Because gotcha. that's actually different. Very, very different. Now, on that note, y'all, it's been a heavy episode. Um, and so it's it's nice to wrap up on a lighter uh, note. on a lighter note, lighter mood, you know, um, and letting things. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're looking <laughs> like JJ from Good Times. <laughs> right, you got to cut this shit out, okay? We'll have we we'll, we. I'll talk about this with her off <laughs> because if y'all could see the foolish dance that she just did. It reminded me of JJ when he was, yeah, let's boogie, and getting down and just like a damn fool. Okay. On that note, y'all, take care, you know, of your of yourselves. Um, mm, mm, mm. Take care of the people around you. And stay vigilant. Because that's necessary. Till next time, y'all. Till next time.
Listen, I know we said we was wrapping up the episode. <laughs> News had to go back and backtrack. We had it to was... backtrack and play. So listen, it was big a ass, ass truck. truck. <laughs> a big ass truck. Okay. And number two, it was Kim's voice because we just about to play it. Let's go. Let's go. TV playing when you <laughs> doing a podcast episode because there is a dog giving an old woman the work on the I don't even want to talk about no. I just know that Samuel L. Jackson is in the no. movie. Let's not even look at this. I don't even let's, know let's, let's, what yeah, the title of the I, yeah. No. No. Okay, what I will say back to <laughs> Okay, um is it disturbed me for such a long time because I was trying to figure out whose voice it was and I really believed that it was Kim. But it's such a funny moment because so many of us really be locked in in that way. I don't... It it died with me because I don't care about the soaps. Mm-hmm. Victor Newman been around now for 110 years. <laughs> okay? Victor Newman, Young and the Restless is good for killing folks off and having them come back. At one point in time, ooh, I was locked in. I was locked in to what's that woman's name with the brown hair? Sheila. No, not Sheila. Um, Brooke Logan. No, the other one who was dating... Uh, uh, the, nobody liked her. She has the small Wait, lips. I said Brooke Logan. That's all the bold and the beautiful. Yeah. Never mind. You talking Mom about... Mom to the yeah. or whatever. whatever friends, what? I don't know what the what her Sharon? name is. Sherry. Sharon? That's, uh, Sharon. That Nick's, brown hair. Nick's, you speak, Nick's old wife? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. What I don't know. What I'm going to say is the soaps. <laughs> it's just too much going on. You know, how many stories can you have in a day? Every damn story been, been, you know, this person slept with this person, got had a baby by this person, this person died off three years later. I'm back, bitch. It's just, I, 
In the soap world, everything could happen. And there's so many black women that I know. My Our mom been, being on the phone. And you know what, sis? Yeah. Uh-huh, show did. And my mom having a conversation with our grandmother about them soaps. Yeah, and they tried to do this, that, and, and you the saw third. what Victor did. And you saw what Victor did. His old ass. It's always a Victor Newman and old ass in the same sentence, you know? I just had enough. It was a great depiction. It was done right. That shit lives in my head rent free. <laughs> <laughs> For real. When <laughs> shit get rough. <clears throat> also, that episode of uh, A Different World. Oh, before like they like they come in into the, the pit. That also hits the same. Yeah. Anywho, y'all, for real this time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>